because I'm still learning. Um, I pay close attention to what's going on. And if I hear something unusual, then I pay attention to it. I'm not afraid to um, step my game up or change the way I'm doing things to provide fun and excitement. So I can't provide the new relationship energy, the new relationship energy or the new excitement, but um, everything else I can affect. So it's good. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 256. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have uh, an interview with Cece and Steve. This is part two. The first one was actually from September 2019, episode 84. Just a quick note, it's not required to go listen to that one before you listen to this one, but you can if you want to. Yeah, Steve gives us an update. Uh, well, an update. This ep- this whole episode is an update. He gives <laughs> us an overview of what we talked about and where they were at and their dynamic a few years back. Another thing to note here is we are only talking to Steve. Uh, he'll kind of talk a little bit about this, but they're very protective of Cece's identity and her voice because of her work and all sorts of stuff. Uh, we actually did meet Cece this time. We so did. that was really cool. We got to meet she got out of work right around the time that we were wrapping up the interview so she poked her head in and said hello and so she is a delight yes yes as, as promised and so we just wanted to share that little tidbit of information <laughs> we did meet cc yeah and they have a true hot wife dynamic as steve describes it and this is a wonderful update of the changes that have happened in their relationship over the last few years yeah i think this is we've, we've had a few different couples come on who are in hot wife dynamics or stag vixen dynamics. And this is, as, as Steve, I think, describes it, a genuine hot wife situation. And as I think I put in the show notes, probably the purest hot wife situation <laughs> we've ever experienced. And so they yeah. talk about they talk about the evolution from when they got started a few years ago to like where it is today. And is definitely, definitely in a different place. And we love it. So thank you, Steve, for coming on. Thank you, Cece, for uh Letting this story and yes. letting your story get out into the world because we know you're not the only ones and we're stoked. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that, for anyone who is a premium subscriber, we're going to jump right into the interview now. And for anyone else who you may be wondering, what is a premium subscriber? If you're interested in skipping ahead and actually eliminating all of our announcements here at the beginning and potential advertisements, you can go ahead and join the premium subscription for as little as $2 a year. You pick the price, whatever you want to pay, uh, and you get to skip this part of the episode. Even though we're delightful. Right. We understand. The other thing you get to do, even if you don't want to skip this part, you get to support the show. And so we appreciate that greatly. (laughs) And just a quick note, you will receive community announcements, important announcements at the end in the outro of every episode. So those will stay in. We're just going to make them more condensed. And But we want to make sure you still get the important information. And you'll also get it via special announcements on the premium feed as well with probably some special discounts and all sorts of premium amazing things. So to sign up, you head over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and right on the homepage, uh, towards the bottom, you'll see some information about the premium feed. You'll also see it in the podcast show notes for this episode in your podcast player, pretty much all over our website. Again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can't miss it. 
Also on our website, you can check out our Patreon community. If you're out there looking for like-minded people, which a lot of you hopefully are, uh, we would strongly encourage you to check out our Patreon community. It's growing every single day. We are so excited for the amazing, we love the amazing people that are part of this community, and we're so excited to keep growing. Yeah, we're getting close to 300 members. Yes. And it's just fantastic. So if, like Emma said, if you're looking for support, if you're looking, maybe you're feeling alone, you live in a small, remote, rural place, this is a great opportunity to meet other people, connect, not live in a vacuum. So check it out. Again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can click on the Patreon tab and we do monthly uh, Q&As. We also do a men's group and a women's group. And I've actually started a weekly men's group. Just yesterday was the first one. Yes, it's so exciting. And so there's lots of stuff happening. And apart from the calls, it's just daily support. Awesome friends hanging out, supporting one another, sharing stories, sharing photos, and living it up. Yes. Now, again, Finn said on our website, you can just click on the Patreon button there to find out more. Also, if you're not, if that might not be quite your fit, or you're looking for something different. Or more. Or more. I was going to say, this could be in addition to Patreon. We have our virtual meet and greets. And the one in October is going to be on Tuesday, October 18th uh, to sign up. You can go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. These are open to anyone. The requirement is that you're respectful and open-minded. So we'd love to have you join us. Yeah. The last one we did a couple weeks, actually, just like last week. Yeah, just like last week. We had almost 50 people again, and it was amazing. A couple of people said it's probably the best one they've ever been on. We have so much fun. Yeah. They have we, so much fun. We had a hoot, a hoot mm-hmm. as we say. So we'd love for you to check it out. Again, they're open to anyone not part of the Patreon community check it out. It's a great way to see if the Patreon community is a fit because a lot of the people on the Q and or on the meet and greets are part of the Patreon community. Yes. It's a really good like taste tester of the oh, yeah. community. Without a doubt. <laughs> the last thing we wanted to announce up front here are our shirts. We have shirts for sale on our website right there on the homepage. You can get a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, a long sleeve shirt, a tank top, a racerback. All, any of the above. All of them. They they're, say give love. And they're beautiful. So Again, check those out. We'd love for you to grab one. Then you'll be walking down the street and you'll see your fellow NNMers, as we're calling them. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> I don't know. we got to come up with a better term. And then you get to give them a little fist bump and away you both go. <laughs> fellow yeah. NNMers. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit of a mouthful. A little bit. <laughs> and I actually lied. We have one more thing we wanted to announce, but I'm going to keep it less than 30 seconds. Go. Go. STDcheck.com is MNI's favorite way to get tested for STIs. They've been a longtime affiliate partner of ours. It is cheap. It is easy. It is fast. It is amazing. It's about $129 when you use the links on our website because you save $10 and you support the show. And it's an amazing service that MNI and I have been using for years. I already said that, but I wanted to reiterate it. I, Go think, to, you, I think you did it. Did Go to I our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the resources tab. Or in your podcast player show notes, there's links there. And with that, we're done talking at you. You could have skipped all this, but you chose to not be a premium subscriber. <laughs> anyway, let's go talk to Cece and Steve. Well, just Steve. Let's go talk to Steve, but about Cece and Steve's story. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, Steve. We're excited to have you here. We last talked to you back in September of 2019, so it's been three years, which is kind of crazy. A lot, a lot has happened and we're excited to dig in and, and hear everything. So yeah, thank you for being here. You bet. I'm happy to be here. A lot has happened and a lot has happened in that three years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Globally and relationally. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And just a quick note that your partner, Cece, is not here participating in the interview, but she has you have her full consent to be part of the story. Yeah. Yes, I do. It's her voice that people would recognize, and she's a professional, so it's just not possible. She knows I'm doing it. She's fine with it. Again. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And and we're we're probably going to get to meet her briefly here. <laughs> no one will know what happened, but now we told them it's going to happen. So we're excited <laughs> for it. Um, yeah. So we're, we're stoked to have you back and we're excited to hear everything that's happened. So maybe to start off, do you mind like introducing yourself, introducing CC, and then take us up to like 2019 when we last talked, what, what was sort of going on for you two up to that point? Sure. At that point, we had been married over 25 years and we had been through some stuff, life brings stuff. And we were both recognizing that it wasn't as much like we're having to work harder to make things interesting and work uh, intimately and otherwise. And we just had a discussion that what if we softened some of the boundaries and we kind of checked other things out and tried to make things a little bit more interesting, everything from going to a sex shop to getting things to try to, to whatever. And so um, we started to open things up and make it interesting with regard to other people watching or participating uh, and then what we discovered before the last uh, interview was she turned out to be, well, unbeknownst to me, I try to pay close attention, but I wasn't noticing what an exhibitionist thread she had. And I didn't know, I genuinely didn't know that I was, that I enjoyed voyeurism as much as anything. And so in these attempts to go to sex clubs or play in public types of things, um, those interests really took off. And then we just talked about it, which made it even more fun. And then something of a challenge. And though it's just sort of grown from there. And then that, that brings us to the point of contacting you to be heard on your interview show was that I was tuning in to listen to this and other podcasts. And um, lots of podcasts have a flavor or seemingly a mission. But to me, your only mission was to, I think, and of course I'm paraphrasing, was to share that there are other people out there like you, whoever you are, and uh, anything goes, anything's okay, as long as you're responsible about it. And you also talk about safe sex and safe sex practices and those things. And so it's super attractive. And so that's when I reached out to you thinking that it wouldn't go anywhere. And then we did it in 2019 and it was fun and interesting. And then it just kind of went dormant in my mind, the podcast process but we've kept on doing expanding our relationship. And then I stumbled into an episode recently and it reminded me that maybe you'd want to check in. Yeah. Well, we're super glad you, we got the email and I was like, Hey, it's Steve. So we were, we yeah. were stoked to get the email and we're excited to get the, the update. And so we're glad you reached back out. I think maybe just to dig in a little bit more on like what it used to look like. Cause I know we're going to talk about what it looks like today. But like, well, like let's say in an average three-month period, what would the activity look like for, for you and CC? And um, Just on average. Now or back then? Back then. Back then, okay. So back then, probably we would travel. We live in a small community in the Portland, Oregon area. So we would travel somewhere for business once a month, and we would go to a club or meet somebody or somebody's while we're out of town. And then when we are on a couple of different sites, then from time to time, people passing through will contact and see if we want to meet. And so maybe we are doing that maybe once a month. So we are talking about maybe two or three experiences a month outside of what we normally do. And with comfort and safety and sticking to our agreements, it's expanded quite a bit since then. And everybody is still comfortable with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. And what did the, like, what did those meetings usually look like? Those, was it like you would meet another couple, you might meet a, a single person, like what did the typical vibe look like? Sure. So if other people are traveling through our area, it's amazing how many pilots, consultants, professional athletes, um, something of that nature, some um, a traveling uh, educator of some sort, uh, traveling medical professionals, how many are on are in that because it's part of their lifestyle. And so um, she plays more than I do because she has a higher appetite than I do. And this is a way that she can expand and, and be interested and be stimulated and, and have her uh, more interests and needs met. And I'm okay with something less per week than she is. And so it's as long as we stick to the agreements for safety and security, then she can just go meet somebody and not necessarily have to be there. We do tell people that if she's meeting them alone for the first time, she's going to FaceTime me in for safety because somebody has to call 911. And uh, everybody has agreed to that. And there's never been not one issue. And Sometimes she showed up and people would say, you know, think that she must be there for, to make money or something as if it's something of that nature. And some people will have mood lighting set and they'll have Barry White in the background and a glass of wine and she opens up the door. So, you know, it covers all the spectrum of people's interests, um, you know, because people make up in their minds what they think a person wants to experience. And so they're trying to set the stage for what it is that they have in mind. Yeah. yeah. But if I recall Back a few years ago, the two of you were mostly doing everything together at that point, correct? It was entirely together. There was nothing that was separate. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's yeah. grown beyond that. Yeah. And it's not necessary. It's not it, some. We're, in, we're still in a small area so that she we're not getting hit on once a day or even once a week. And so if people meet her expectations and guidelines physically in relationship and, and so on age wise, then she'll, she can still go and meet someone. And I don't have to go anymore. It's just um, we're comfortable and they're willing to accept the FaceTime solution. And um, and it seems to meet everybody's needs. I mean, it's a genuine hot wife situation. Yeah. And just really quick to expand on the FaceTime is that when like when CC shows up, you get on FaceTime with her and whoever else is there and you just talk for a few minutes to get. Introduce it, each other. Introduce each other. No, no uh, she hates technology. And so I have done the connecting. And I have asked her if she wants a date and she may say, tell me about it and I'll tell her. And it's because she's established parameters for what she's interested in. It'll be along the same lines. And then I'll confirm to her it's what it is. And then the location and the times to some people on the other end, it seems too good to be true. And so sometimes they just back out. I mean, there's a there's a 50 percent fail to show rate. Um, but if they'll give a hotel and then they'll give a room number, then they're actually going to be there. And then she goes and meets somebody and has her fun. And so the FaceTime part comes that when she gets to the parking lot, she calls me on FaceTime and they already know we're going to do it. And so when she lives up there, she says, um, here's the phone, just like we agreed to. And he says, oh, hey. And uh, then she sets the phone on a shelf somewhere and then they do what it is that they're there to do. And then she'll when they are done, whatever that is, she'll take the phone and then say goodbye. And then out in the hallway, she'll say, do you want to talk on the way home or Shall I just talk to you when I get home? And I'll say, that's fine. You can shut the phone off. But the theory is that it's not outlet for safety because it would be hard if a person experienced violence in the hotel room to say that they, they signed up for safety, but they didn't sign up for violence. And another person could say, well, you knew what you were getting when you got here. And that person has no defense. And so that FaceTime theory means a person with good intentions intends to follow through good, you know.
So you actually you're actually on FaceTime throughout the entire experience, watching it or listening to it, and that's something that the other person knows going into it is what what they've sort of agreed to. So you're you're not physically there, but you are kind of there experiencing it with her. Yes, and um, the alternative is that I come along too, and lots of guys don't want that. They want to have a one on one experience, and I'm fine with that. Uh, uh, us guys have earned it because we don't always say what we really want. And sometimes we get into a situation and the situation changes. Like maybe the guy thought it was a three-way and he was involved with the other guy and maybe it wasn't. But, and so they may not want me to show up because they don't know if it's going to turn uh, uncomfortable for them. So we just set the boundaries and guidelines up front and she goes and meets and I can be watering the garden. I may not be listening at all, but I'm on the phone. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I'm, I'm curious like how that how that solution sort of developed for you too. Like, was that some like, and this desire, because I think there's a, there's a really easy leap. I think for someone to make of like, uh, Steve's just controlling CC and he has to be there. Like, how did, how did this dynamic evolve for the two of you? Um, so I think it's definitely unusual. I will agree with that. But as soon as you said, people may wonder how it developed. I automatically flipped to the other side, the other perspective, that um, maybe she doesn't want me there and that I'm insisting on being there and she doesn't want me. That's not it at all. She has a, um, a streak for excitement and interest. She doesn't mind a date. And she, she asks for it. She still wants to know that she's safe. And so she'd rather I came along. But if the guy isn't comfortable with it, then I'm glad to just FaceTime. But we let the person make the choice because it's fine either way. And if I go along three times out of four, I jump in and participate, which is I like too. So I'm, I'd rather come along than stay at home. Trust me. <laughs> Water in the garden, vegetables, vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> right? Yeah, I love that. I, I appreciate that. And like you said, I think that's really valid. Like the flip side of the coin is that she doesn't want you there, but she'll agree to let you be on the phone. And I think that's 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 not what's happening. That's not what's happening at all. And I, I just love that you two have found like the groove that works for you. And then you sort of adapted over time and mm-hmm. expanded it in a way that still feels good and comfortable. Yeah. I, are you two still, you mentioned traveling and so still going to clubs and events. Um, I am, I have said before that she was more of an exhibitionist and I've always been more of a voyeur. I am um, much, I enjoy participating much more than I used to early in the process. I needed to be on guard I didn't know who's going to follow the rules, who's going to try to sneak in, who's going to violate a safety practice. And a couple of times we did have a situation where somebody tried to sneak in and violate the safety agreements. And so I need to be on guard. But now we really have it down to something of a science. And so I can participate with a group with her uh, in the middle of a club and probably be fine with it. And so it's fine that way. And because then I don't have to worry about being safety guy or being security guy. I can just participate and be part of the fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you are you open to sharing what some of those agreements are that you and, and CZ have like established over time to make you feel safe, make her feel safe, and, and honestly probably to make the other person involved feel safe? Or we have a one hundred percent condom requirement. One hundred percent. And she happens to she's one of the one percent that like the taste of latex. Her first experiences were really positive and she used latex and so she is fine using a condom for everything and very comfortable with it, has no problems with it, never hesitates. I mean, we don't do it at home, but she has absolutely no problem with it elsewhere. So that's the biggest single factor. We've had good luck. 
Yeah. yeah. And how do you, like, in those group play situations when you're at the club, how do you, how have you been able to relax and not be that person on guard? I've recognized that she never gets, she does go into something of a trance. I mean, when you have, you know, I believe um, multiple, almost consistent orgasms under the right situations, you can flit away and lose your footing, lose your responsibility. She doesn't lose her responsibility. She can be in a state of bliss. And if, if somebody moves away from her and somebody else moves close to her, she'll stop them physically and say, what are we doing here? And where are you going? And what do you have on? And so on. So she's really good about stopping the action. And even in the heat of the moment, she can say no cover, no play. And it's just that simple. And she's just in, in the club. You can just turn in a different direction and it'll be fine. And so it's not like you're uh, giving up your control for pleasure or giving up your pleasure for control. Yes. It's almost like you've learned through experiences, the two of you to trust her even more to, so that you can relax in that situation. Yes. Yep. And she has relaxed over time with a single uh, side guy. She has a side guy. I don't want to call him a bull because that would insinuate that I'm not a bull, but um, in general, but she has a side guy that lives locally here that she spends time with, goes on dates with uh, sex dates only. Um, and they have, uh, they get tested recent, uh, frequently and they have a different arrangement and that's fine because, um, um, of the circumstances and the commitment and so on. And I'm totally fine with that. It's, uh, I just hung up or I just stopped listening to your friends, Caitlin and Julian. Julian. Julian thank you. And this is not a polyamory situation. There's, they don't talk outside of their, uh, sex dates, um, they don't text back and forth. I set up the dates just because she doesn't like technology. And so they have dates on a consistent basis and then they can have a random date. And I know about it ahead of time and they're consistent and they rotate between our house and his house and they still stick to the modified agreements, but he is, he's not doing anything else. And so he's uh, proven to be extremely trustworthy and it's been probably more than a year now. And there's just nothing strange. There's no uh, diversion of eye contact or ducking or whatever. So he's a trustworthy person. Yeah. Interesting. And so you, the way that you two handle this is there is no like meet for dinner, meet for a drink, get to know somebody. It's basically CC or you and CC show up at a hotel or at a club and you have sex and then you say goodnight and then you maybe see the person again, but the, the, the arrangement is always sort of the same. There's really no bleed over into like your social life or your personal life in any way. There's no bleed over. So she's very masculine and I, I'm something, I'm a little more feminine. I'm a little more relational. Um, she doesn't, she, we had an experience. We were in Seattle last weekend, whatever today is last weekend. And she met a couple people. And afterwards I said, what do the, I never even caught the names. And she said, yeah, neither did I. Just not what we're there for. Just not very few repeat uh, customers, so to speak. Doesn't matter. Uh, keeps it in a box. It's super fun. And then when it's over, it's over. She's an excellent compartmentalizer. And, um, but it's not like she's addicted. She can take her, she'd go weeks or a month or more without doing anything outside the marriage. But if she wants to do something, it's still within our agreements. And so it feels like a win-win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a benefit for you too. You're getting something out of it. It is. So I, you know, I'm learning about me just like I learned about her still. Um, and now we've been married well over 30 years. Um, and 
I still learn some things that she likes. I still learn things. When, when she experiences a new partner, if I happen to see her hear it, I pay attention because I'm not afraid of stepping my game up. I hit the gym more often in this situation than I did before because I just do. Um, and also I'm paying attention to what's happening and what she enjoys. I'm learning new, new, new twists and tricks. Um, and you had a question, but I don't think that I answered. Oh, and about me. I, I yeah. like that she likes to do these things. It's fun and interesting to me. She could pass for the PTA president and on any given workday. And that's just not what's under the surface. But, you know, professionally and in the community, she's not a bad person. We just have unique interests. And as long as we're playing safely and we're not involving kids or weapons or animals, you know, who cares? Oh. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm, I'm curious to like, for you, what is it that, like, I know you said she's got a bit of the exhibitionist and, and that sort of, I don't know if I love the, the phrase, but like lady in the, sh- what is it? Lady in the sheets, freak, freak, in- lady in the street, freak in the sheets. Yes. That's, that's, that's the way. So. And not to imply that she's a freak, but like, whatever, she, she lets her hair down. Right. And, and she's a different person when the hotel door closes than she is uh, walking around in the world. And for you though, like, what is, what is the big draw for you? Like, what do you benefit from this? Um, I ask myself that regularly because if, when I describe it, it sounds really weird. Um, she has a higher appetite than I do. And this helps her satisfy her appetite. I'd never go without, she doesn't go on a date and then come home and say, Oh, I'm exhausted or I'm not willing to, or I'm not going to, or whatever. She will audio record it for me. She will videotape it for me. She will bring me along. She'll do FaceTime. And I think it's just fun and interesting that she'll do it to start with. Fun and interesting that she'll do it at all. So it's just kind of an interesting, slutty little agreement. And it's a victimless crime. I, you know, I wake up every once in a while. I'm like, what am I doing? And, you know, once I think about it, other than um, my ego being bruised because she goes somewhere else to get something else, what she's really doing is she's just adding to the experience. She gets it so many times a week at home. She wants another time or two a week. And I can either step my game up. I'm not sure that I'm willing to go to my doctor and get help. So I'm okay if we do something different. If she wants to date somebody else, it doesn't hurt me. Um, among our other agreements, you asked him a minute ago about agreements. If somebody says something to her that I can't hear, then at the first opportunity, she tells me, you know, guys whisper things. And I don't know if they're whispering, call, I'll call you at 2 a.m. or sneak out with me or you ought to marry me or I ought to marry you or whatever. And so she always does that. She says, um, you know, this is what he said. And that's what he said, which just has, has me feeling safe because I don't have to worry about someone trying to carve her out. So we are um, we've been in love for a long time and uh, we've been through a lot. And so we have no intention. Something else that our friends, Julian and Caitlin said was that they've never we've never wanted to quit on the same day. There's been hard times. There's been struggles and all that. But on the same day, one of us is like, I'm not doing it. You can do it, but I'm not doing it. And the other person says, well, I'm not doing it if you're not doing it. So um, it's been really good. And we don't we no longer expect 100 percent of our happiness from another person, which is very healthy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I'm just to kind of build on, on the piece, like you said, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask it. Like, but it, it, in some ways it sounds like you almost tolerate it. You're like, well, she, you know, you can do it this many times a week and she wants an extra one. And I don't have a problem with that. Is there something out of this that like drive that, that you would like, you would say, perhaps she comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I'm not really interested in doing this anymore. And not that, and not that you're like, well, you have to, because I want you to, or I need you to, but like, would there be a part of you that would sort of be like, huh, I, there's something that I'm really like 
that's really feeding me from this dynamic that that kind of keeps me coming back and, and wanting it. It's not just she wants it and I'll tolerate, I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So in that club in Seattle, it was, it was an orgy room, but we weren't involved in a specific orgy. There was just a small group of us. But in the center of the room, there can be a small group of us. And I'm watching 15 different, I counted them, 15 different couples or threesomes or foursomes in the room. And it's light enough that you can see exactly what's going on, but it's not so light that it's, you know, people are imperfect and they don't want to be seen in broad daylight all the time. It's just a beautiful scene. It's um, enjoying people, enjoying each other. It's hard to find a problem with that within me. Uh, so mm-hmm. I get that. And I like that she does it. It's fun and interesting that she'll still do it. Uh, we're something over 50 and she has a tremendous appetite and is great shape. And she's, it's, she's art in motion. So um, I get something out of it too. And when she's done doing it fine, when I'm done doing it fine. And another development since we last talked is I'm garnering a friend with benefits, which is something new for me because I'm just typically not into it. Over time, because she has the guy that's on the side now, she says, well, I feel bad. I feel like you should be doing something, too. So she's almost pushing me towards, uh, you know, pursuing this person. Um, and I'm fine with it, but I'm not I'm not driven for it. I wasn't going, oh, my God, finally, that's not what took place. But so it's growing and I'll either do something or I won't. But we'll see. So it's not like I don't have any. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah it sounds like that's kind of in the beginning of stages. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. But but my needs are met. I, I, you know, I'm, she's, she does the things I like. She says the things I like to hear. She is super attractive. She's in great shape. She knows all the, where all the bodies are buried. So it's not like, um, I'm not getting something. And so I'm pursuing it somewhere else. Right. And she says she, it's not that she's not getting what she wants at home. She just likes a little bit of frequency, a little bit more frequency. And as a guy, I have a number of things I can do with that. I can just relax and let it, let it go where it's going, or I can do something totally different. And I still like who I am and what I'm doing. So I don't necessarily want to change me. Yeah. 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 Well, and it it also sounds like there is a piece of this for you that like, you love to watch her in her element. Like you said, she's sort of art in motion. And it sounds like there's a piece of you that likes to sit back and just like take that in and sort of experience the, like sort of the, the fact that it is a little taboo and it's like you said, it's a victimless crime. Like you're doing your own thing. You're doing it in your own way, but it sounds like there's a piece of that for you that sort of like drives you bring some excitement, but it doesn't like consume you to where you sit every day between those experiences trying to make the next one happen. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's edgy and fun and interesting, but I'm not driven to it. But also there's a reason I'm talking about it here because I find it fun and interesting. She's not talking about it here. Even if you were to modify her voice, she doesn't find it fun and interesting to talk about it. She'd rather do it than talk about it. She says she's all bark and no bite. And I said, I think that's true. She's all bite. She's all bite. Yeah, there you go. Right. Got it. Got right. it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and through that process of you two discovering this and doing it for the last number of years, how have you seen... Like, how have you seen it impact your relationship together? Um, We always have interesting things to talk about. And uh, more than nine times out of ten are exceptional, are really good times. Um, She brings out the best in people. And um, she gets a lot of requests for repeat visits. If it's a website, if we found us through one of the sites, or people travel back through again, they want to reconnect, or they want to get our number in a club or something of that nature. That's not me being involved. That's her um, being herself. and there was a question in there, which I got lost in. 
<laughs> How has it added to your relationship? Thank you. Thank you. Um, because I'm still learning. Um, I pay close attention to what's going on. And if I hear something unusual, then I pay attention to it. I'm not afraid to um, step my game up or change the way I'm doing things to provide fun and excitement. So I can't provide the new relationship energy, the new relationship energy or the new excitement, but um, everything else I can affect. So it's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit ago, like that there hasn't been a day where both of you wanted to quit at the same time. It sounds like there may have been a few challenges along the way. When, what are some things I guess that have happened for both of you where you do want to quit sometimes? Um, if I give too many, it would probably give away something that we would consider anonymity, but it would involve probably four of the type five, top five things that break up a marriage. Mm -hmm. now, if you look, if you Google them, the first list of five that come up, we've had four of them take place. And so we're people yeah. who really had some challenges. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like, it's yeah. Almost added one more thing too. Yeah. So for sure. anomaly, if we talk to a therapist because we're having a problem, that person would say, well, tell me about yourselves. And we'll talk about with the platform, the foundation of what got us to the point that we are now. And that person would say, wow. So I feel like I should get my partner and come to you guys for therapy or whatever. And, um, and just because we've had, had challenges. So yeah. 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 Do, do you feel like, yeah. Do you feel like that or how do you feel like that has maybe played into the security you have in your relationship and your ability to go out and do some of these things and experience things that perhaps somebody listening might be like, yeah, there's no way in hell I'd ever let my wife go and have a regular whatever with anybody. But trust is huge, huge. Like it cannot be overemphasized and both people don't have to trust the same way, but each person's trust has to be met. Um, and it can be totally different. One person can say, I need you to call and ask me and talk about an experience before you have it. I need to know who they are, what you're planning, where you're going to be, what's going to happen, da, 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 da. Call me in 15 minutes type of thing. And the other person could say, do whatever you want to do. Don't break safety. And let me know within 24 hours after it's done, because I'd hate to find out from a third party and then it would be really uncomfortable. That could be two people in the same long-term relationship. Both their trust needs are met and neither one of them would accept the other person's trust, but they accept their own. And so it's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Like you can both show up and you both have sort of agreed this to this, that you can show up having different needs and like you said, different requirements, but you can coexist in that. How, how have you two, come to that place a ton of communication we really edged into this just a little bit a little bit at a time a little bit deeper and deeper going nice and slow not taking any chances there's been two really minor problems that were misunderstandings which are huge opportunities to grow because the whole well i thought you said this yeah well i didn't i said that that can go really wrong really fast um and so communicating to the core and not communicating to where I talk at you to where I'm trying to sell you something, but communicating to what is important to you so that you are comfortable with what I'm doing. Because if either person wants to stop, we can stop at any time. And we would. We At some point, it won't go on forever. It has to stop at some point. And the other thing is, is we've been faced with mortality of ourselves and the people around us. And so once that happens, you t most people tend to live for today. And that doesn't mean throwing out safety. It means how do you maximize the pleasure in today and the 
impact in today? And how do you make yourself uh, happiest today and make your other person happiest today? And it, it has you defaulting towards the other person's favor because it's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just to kind of pick it, pick that a little bit is the, the way that you like, if, if you were both to sit down and write out your dream scenario, your, your dream approach to doing this, if you were to write yours out and she were to write hers out and you never got to see each other's, would they be, do you feel like they would be matched up or would the things that she wants be very different from yours? And you've just found a way to meet in the middle. That's a challenging question. That's a challenging question. <laughs> they would be completely different and we would never meet in the middle. Interesting. Because if we have to meet in the middle, then I have to somehow catch up with number of partners or multiple partners. And um, I don't want to be the center of attention in an orgy. That doesn't appeal to me. But we're all different. And so um, we can meet in the middle on how we feel about things, on how our needs are being met. Resentments don't hide. It's like squeezing a balloon. You may think you're hiding it, but you're not because it comes out in other ways. And, and a person that's really connected to you, they may try to ignore those signs, but they become obvious over time. So it's a whole lot of this. And I'm doing the swimming thing, like through a river for anyone listening, um, <laughs> changing together, changing, coming, going apart, coming back together, a ton of communication. And if a person feels that the other person is angry or resentful, you got to stop whatever's happening and delve into it right then because there's the rich territory there for improvement. And, uh, and if you ignore those opportunities then over time, it'll go wrong. It has to go wrong. So I appreciate that. And, and you said it very confidently, like, yeah, they'd be completely different and we'd never meet in the middle, but you two have found a way to do it and to do it consistently and, and in a way that you both feel pretty good. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you'd be willing to talk a little bit more about that and like to whatever level you're comfortable, like, it's seemingly you, you know, CC pretty well. Like if she were to write hers out, where do you think like she, what she would define as like her, her dream mm -hmm. and like, what would yours be? And then like maybe bringing that back to like, you maybe didn't meet in the middle, but you found a way for you both to get what you want. Mm -hmm. I think we're there now. And that is either one of us can ask for anything and we can, we can veto the other person's things, or we can really just ask them not to do it, which is the same thing when you respect somebody we're already doing it. She would like a little more frequency and she likes something that's a little bit risky and a little bit challenging. And so I help her do that. I literally help her do that. I mean, I take, I get the notes on the different sites and respond to the people and negotiate. And, um, if it's on a FaceTime afterwards, I'll say, say, so yeah, his photos were 20 years old. This is clear, you know, whatever, um, which is not <laughs> unusual. If you're on sex sites, keep your photos up to date. <laughs> um, and then mine, I still like to watch. I love, I'm very, I have a lot of compersion towards her. I love to watch her in her pleasure. That's very pleasurable for me. Um, and I, you know, I've seen people get off dozens and dozens and dozens of times a night. That's not me. I don't need that. So trying to match up perfectly or what seems to be uh, appropriate, it's just whatever two people agree. This isn't uh, any type of power uh, there's no hierarchy in our relationship. We both go out of our way to get the other person what they need. I think that's why she's pushing me to have a side person because when she's with her side person, I think she feels there's a little bit of guilt there. And I tell her if I want it, I'll, I'll call her. I'm not, I'm not calling her because I'm, I'm okay with it right now, but being trusted and having the freedom feels really good. Sometimes just having the freedom to do it feels as good as doing it. Maybe. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so maybe just to like make sure I got that right. 
like the way that you two avoid the resentment is the fact that either one of you can ask for anything and then have a conversation about whether or not you want to do that. And I see there being a challenge. Like, I know for me, it would be a challenge if I were to be like, hey, I, I would really like to do this. And my partner keeps saying, yeah, no, I'm not okay with that. But I guess that's at a point, right, where you get to say, maybe maybe this isn't the relationship we should be doing. Because if if our needs and our wants are so far outside of what we can support each other in doing, then, then this shouldn't be a dynamic we do. You bet. I think a lot of people start further apart. And I don't know what happened with us, but over time, it just came closer together. And again, there's been some swimming back and forth and getting further apart or closer together. And we've never stopped communicating. And so it can be different things at different times. And if, if one person says they really want something, we, uh, the two of us, we're going to say, well, what do you want out of that? Because it sounds threatening to me. So what do you really want? Uh, I want this. Oh, well then, because if you're saying this, I'm okay with it. And if you're saying that, I'm, it puts me in a place of fear because I think it's easy to lose control or you could get abducted and sold or, you know, whatever. And so, um, we can just negotiate through whatever it is and try to get to a place that works for both people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and have you found that as you, like, maybe you say, well, Hey, that thing that you asked for way too scary, but this other thing, yeah, I'm good with that. And then you did that thing. And then maybe you get closer and like, have you seen yourselves be able to ultimately get to the thing that was originally talked about by taking the steps? Um, we have never started that far apart in any one thing. There's no one thing I just dropped it out of the, out of the blue and said, I want to start in a porn movie. Wow. Really? Cause it seems like people would discover it or <laughs> break our anonymity with that. We've never started. That far <laughs> apart. So, um, it's never been a long-term multi-stage negotiation to get where we want yet. Okay. Yeah. Could still be. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Sure. H- how have you two seen, or how have you, um, seen yourself and her grow in yourselves over the last few years? Good question. I think that I've learned a lot about what jealousy is and isn't and where it comes from and the risks of letting jealousy get out of control. And so we touch base quite a bit. Luckily, we still trip each other's triggers. So it's not like what either one of us is getting anything on the outside that we can't get at home. It's, it's not like that. It's just different. It's different places and different people. Did I miss the question? Well, you know, how you said, I asked how you've seen yourself grow and also seen Cece grow. And you said for yourself, it's mostly you've, you've learned to navigate jealousy in ways that you didn't know before. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were meeting a person or two people with her to be with her. And then I would often participate. Then over time I said something, I don't know how it came about, but something. And I said, well, what you really need is a multi-member gangbang. And she just looked at me and said, yeah. And I couldn't believe it because I thought I was joking and I thought she was joking, but she wasn't joking. turns out she's not joking. Um, and so it was really fun and interesting and you can't write this stuff. And so, um, I don't know if she had thought of it, but she was willing. And then, um, you know, things happen over time. The larger your community grows, the more opportunities you have for, uh, if you throw a dartboard, you're more likely to hit a target if you know more people. So Interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, like I back sort of back to the logistics piece when you, cause you do all of the communicating, you do all of the logistics and setting it up when, when CC shows up at a hotel 
has she like looked at their profile and knows who she's meeting or is it sort of like a, cause you said like, Hey, that guy's pictures were 20 years old. Does she have any clue or is she just like, I don't know. I just show up and I go in <laughs> and I do my thing and then I leave. Okay. So I don't want to sound like a business person, but we jokingly call me her booking agent. Mm-hmm. Um, she just doesn't look at, me. I mean, on very rare occasions she will. I was out of town maybe a month ago, and while I was gone, this person was traveling through that seemed to be a good fit. In that case, because I wasn't going to be within a 1,000 miles, she wanted to see the profile, read the profile, know what the intention was, because even if we're on FaceTime, I'm a 1,000 miles away. So I'm right. sure 911 still you know, effectively works right, just getting it to the right place. But generally speaking, I say, do you want a date on Friday night? And she'll say, Sure, under the right circumstances. And this may be Monday. And I'll say, okay. And then on Thursday, I'll confirm it. And on Friday, if he says this hotel and this location, and I'll send you the room number when I have it, then I'll text her and say, you have a date tonight at 8 p.m. in whatever town. And then she'll know that she needs to, how far she has to travel and then how long it takes her to get ready to go. And then she'll know when she needs to be ready. And then I'll text her on the way and say room number 110 or 497 or whatever. And she'll just go and do that. It's part of her adventure and she likes it. And we haven't had a bad experience for her yet. And they've already agreed to that either I'm coming or we're going to FaceTime agreement. So I don't think that attracts criminals. I don't think. No, for sure. I think it was more. I And I, I love that we're having this conversation because I feel like there's probably not not just one other person listening that's thinking like, yeah, this sounds fantastic. Like, I'm sure there are other women out there who are like, Hell yeah, if I could show up at a hotel, no, there's like a guy that's gonna take care of any need I have, and then I'm gonna like enjoy that, and then I just get to leave and I don't have to think about it. I'm sure there are probably plenty of people, men, women, anybody listening, that that sounds amazing. And I imagine there's also a lot who are like, what the fuck? Like, absolutely not, not my <laughs> thing. But like, you've, you two have found like what works, and it does, it seems. So like, it it does seem a little bit like harsh and transactional, Mm -hmm. but also you've communicated to these people, like, this is exactly what we do and exactly how we do it. And they're like, great, I'm in. So there's, there's clearly people out there who love this just as much as you two do. And I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate like you being so candid about it with us. It's on the website, the different sex site profiles. It's there. It says anonymous. It says hotels. It says, you know, whatever. And before I'll confirm the date, I'll say, read the entire profile and tell me that you've read it. And sometimes they'll never come back. And to me, that means they read it and they weren't comfortable. And so they don't come back. But um, normally they say, okay. And then when I, if I'm on, if I'm there, then I experience it. But if I'm on FaceTime, when the hotel room, there's something of a sinking feeling when you see black leather boots walking down a hotel hallway and they stop and they turn to the side and you hear a, you know, you're like, oh my God, this is either going to be really good or, you know, something from a podcast where there was, you know, murder mystery. And somebody opens up the door and he says, holy cow, you're beautiful. And then she steps in, the door shuts and then, you know, it's a, probably going to be a good experience. But there have been things that take place when she gets out of there and she says, well, that wasn't a good fit, but it's not your fault because how could you know that the person was um, too nervous or had had a beer or two too many or um, wasn't uh, my body type or wasn't my whatever. So I try to screen things to be really clear, but not every match is a good match. And so there are times when she comes home and she says, you have a lot of work to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm happy to do the work. So 
All right. Like that one didn't that one didn't quite yeah, that one didn't quite meet the mark. <laughs> but it's been probably honestly, probably four out of five. She says that was amazing and thanks a lot. That was really fun. And then when she comes home, she's still wound up. And so it is usually a really good night and sometimes a really good morning the next day too. I love that. Has, has just, and I'm just, now I'm just purely nosy. Has she ever <laughs> like opened the door and been like, yeah, nope, I'm good. And then left. Or does she usually go through, even if it's not her ideal situation? No, she does not take one for anybody's team. Um, she's never opened the door and then he's never opened the door. And she said, Oh my God, I'm out of here. But people, they may fudge the statistics but they're not going to say 185 when they're 285 pounds. That's not going to happen. So it's usually right. body type. She is um, a high impact participant. And so she needs a fit participant. And so um, sometimes it can be clear when it's not going to be a good fit. And sometimes people can be amazing. And sometimes they say, I got to tell you, I'm just too nervous. This is just not going to work for me. And she'll say, well, it was so nice to meet you. I'm glad that we got the opportunity. If you're ever traveling through, you can contact us again. And you know, I, I don't think they ever have, but she's super kind, super caring. She's there for one thing. And if that thing's not going to work out, they're not going to dinner. They're not going to watch Sports Center together. So, but, it, but she's had a good, good, a, a good closing ratio, I would say. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's thanks to our booking agent, right? <laughs> I think I just, I, I like how you've kind of put that. Like, the person needs to understand, right? That, like, they're showing up to do some work. Like, it's not just like, hey, this is, you can just lay back and have a good, like, she doesn't want to have to bring her defibrillator to, like, revive the guy. And, and you kind of know that. And they know that. And if everybody knows, I just keep coming back to like, if everybody knows what they're Consent, doing, who yeah. the hell cares? If everyone's like, you, consenting to yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Who the hell cares? And yeah. keep their sites updated. If you're on a sex site, you can change your photos every day. Keep your photos up to date. If you're edging up toward because pandemic and you hit didn't at the gym, but you didn't learn French either, just change your weight. If you're up at 200 instead of 175, just put it that way. It's embarrassing to show up at a site. I'm guessing it's embarrassing to show up for a meeting and have be turned down because you seem to have misrepresented yourself. There's no reason for that. There's everybody, there's somebody for everybody. I don't think people have to lie to get a match. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's important to just be authentic and honest too. Yeah. You know, in a few years ago, you had mentioned that you had each told one friend yes. uh, about your dynamic. Have you told more people? Has, how has that gone? How open are you? It absolutely has not expanded. Um, <laughs> We're both business people. We live in a conservative area on a conservative street. Um, the potential to blow up people's potential for judgment and to blow up because not only do we not have like, like we could be friends with benefits with you guys. You come over on a Friday night and a barbecue leads one thing to another. We do some random stuff. And so um, just, the, the odds of being accepted by a random person are really low. So we just don't take any chances. We don't tell anybody if we don't think they have a lifetime of, of our good, uh, of our good faith at heart. And so I have the same retired fellow that I chat with and she has her same friend that's in her same line of work. And that's just, it still is. Mm -hmm. And he sometimes nice does the details and she never does. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, it's good that at least you have one other person to talk to. Well, the good news is we talk among ourselves a ton. If I have fears, right. I got to tell her because I can't tell anybody else. 
Um, yeah. If I'm jealous, I got to tell her like all the details. Like, why are you jealous? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pissy. Why are you being pissy? Well, I'm fearful. Why are you fearful? Well, I'm jealous. Why are you jealous? Well, because of this and this and this, and it's not normal in what we're getting ready to do. And it makes me feel this way and this way and this way. And she says, well, let's just not do it. Why don't we just wait and see or whatever? And then sometimes that's what we do, or sometimes we talk through it, or sometimes I'm, I just suck it up and it turns out to be fine. But almost always jealousy is under fear and fear is of the unknown. And so I think as people, we tend to catastrophize like this is going to go all wrong. They're going to steal my wife, steal my money, you know, take the dog, take my truck, you know, whatever. And those things so rarely happen that it's, it's a, it can, it's can also be almost be irrational. Yeah. Are there things along the way that you, and, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but are there things along the way that you've said like, you know, I'm sorry, that causes way too much fear or insecurity or jealousy, whatever, whatever emotions coming up for you that over time you've gotten to a place where you're like, you know, I think I'd be okay revisiting that now and, and then come around on that and then gone through with it. Not with respect to her decisions or her relationships. My openness has expanded to where I would be on the, on the wall in a club watching the action. I'm often in on the action now, so I've expanded some. But with respect to her decisions, she's come along as fast as I wanted to. She hasn't been lunging ahead, and I had to somehow ask her to hold back or something. I mean, it was me who yeah. suggested the big party, and then when it ultimately happened, that was different. As opposed to right. her saying, well, what about this thing? Well, how can I do this? Can I do that? Well, that feels uncomfortable. Now I feel like I'm not enough because you're consistently of a place where how can you get more, which leads me to believe that I'm not enough. And that's just not the case. It's just extra. Right. Yeah, I love it. I, I appreciate uh, the conversation, Stephen. Like, and the, the, your approach is very unique. We haven't ever talked to anybody who does it the way that you two do it. And, and you kind of touched on this at the beginning, like, that's exactly why we do this because just because we haven't talked to somebody doesn't mean there isn't somebody else. And in fact, we know there probably are other people. I doing can guarantee it. there are yeah, other people doing it exactly the same way. And for you to be able to talk openly about it and to maybe give somebody out there listening that, that confidence that perhaps they could start having these conversations in their relationship. And, and I know we, we, we talked about this in, in our first interview, but like, what are some of the ways or how did you and CC first start to broach this conversation? Because that's a scary one to bring up from, from either side. Um, we were on, we were experiencing something of staleness and we were on vacation and we thought what a great opportunity to do something crazy, because if it all goes to hell, we're going to get on a plane and fly out of here and we'll never see any of these people again. So um, we posted an ad to have a person come in and watch us, which is really fun. And then a couple of nights later, a couple of days later, we posted an ad to come in, come in and have someone participate. And then that happened and it was super fun. So it started ramping up right from the beginning. It increased in, uh, in severity over time. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how long into your relationship was that? That was probably 20 plus years in, right? Uh, well over 20, maybe 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when we last talked to you, it was pretty much the, the beginning or roughly close, like within a couple of years. I think it was, I think that was about three years into it. And I think now we're about another three years into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I have one more question, but I'm curious if you have any more questions. Uh, Go for it. And I know, I probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. (laughs) 
Have you ever like been out maybe just on the town, you're on vacation somewhere and you're at a bar and you start talking to somebody and it escalates from there? Or are all of your meetings sort of predetermined ahead of time off of a website? It has never generated organically to my recollection. But is it something you'd be open to? Um, oh yeah, she's a 10. So she wouldn't have a hard time picking anybody up. It's whether I'm in the place or not. So, um, if we went into a bar as two individuals and she went and sat at the bar, no hotel bar, that's target rich environment right there. And I just went to a table and sat down and then I just watched her within about 15 minutes. There'll be people, uh, sending her drinks and so on, maybe within 15 seconds. If we go in together, then the odds of it happening are slim because often people don't want to be that guy. And so um, they won't come up. Or even if I go to the bathroom, they probably won't come up. But if we're in a club, we can walk around and kind of get the flavor for what's going on. We'll walk through a couple of times and maybe have a drink. And then, um, and, then, uh, and then I'll go to the bathroom or something. And I know what's going to happen in the time it takes me to go to the restroom and come back. And so when I come back, surely enough, now there's a conversation going on. And then she'll come and say, do you want to get room? Are you okay with this? Or what do you have questions or whatever? I'm like, same old questions. She's like, same old answers. Let's do it. So works. Yeah. So there, so there has been somewhat of an organic, like that sounds like a pretty organic development. If you're, if you're standing at the bar at a sex club and somebody comes up and asks somebody else to have sex. It's at a sex club. At a sex club. I I was still in the hotel lobby. I was still in the hotel lobby. Got it. Got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My, my apologies. It leads to one other question I have though. Have you ever run into other people in your like just life as you've been traveling, whatever that you, that she previously or you two previously hooked up with? We've been back to some of the same cities or some of the same clubs. Yeah. And there are people who are centers of influence. And so if you want a certain type of event, you can contact a certain type of person that advertises or whatever. And they have, they, um, uh, it's something of an altruistic service that they provide to set these up. (laughs) So it's about the network and where you're going and whether you in word spreads like qualifier. So sometimes you might be into an event where everything seemed fine. And then, maybe people are getting tired and then guys start to grab their phones and they start to send texts. And then 15 minutes later, the door is, there's a knock at the door. Well, luckily here comes, you know, somebody's coming off the bench type of thing. And those things, if you plug into those networks, then you can have any type of experience. You just got to plug into the right networks and have a good reputation and then word will spread. And then if you go back to that city again and you reach out to the same people, it can all be prefab for you if you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it just kind of shows the power of like you said, networking. Yeah. yeah. And being consistent and trustworthy and kind and respectful. Yeah. Even if it does seem a little bit curt, right? Like yeah. you people could say, Well, that's not very kind, like you show up, but like it's it's not about what you do, it's kind of about how you do it. Well, it's about being clear with your yeah. needs and wants and respecting theirs as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah, she's kind. Sometimes people can't get can't do the work. Some people can't be prepared to do the job, or maybe they've had a beer too many. These different things affect their performance. There's no reason to be rude to anybody. The only time we've been rude is when people won't take no more than twice, and twice should be enough. And so I'm like, this is not going to happen. So you need to move in a different direction. But that is so rare. People usually want yeah. to be kind, and they want good reviews, and people don't want to be kicked out of a club, and they don't want to be blackballed. And they don't want negative feedback on their site and all that. So, 
Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Steve, for everything. Do you, do you have more? No, I don't. Okay. I'm satiated for the moment. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to share before, before we let you go? Um, I would say something except then you just said it. And that last time we talked, we talked about there's, there's a community for everybody. And so if people just keep maybe looking and keep plugging in and asking open-ended questions, they're ha- likely to network with other people like them and then everybody can feel perfectly accepted and really comfortable. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, and as Emma said, we appreciate everything you've shared with us this time and last and, and we're excited to get the, the update out there and we're excited to see where you two continue to take this. Cause it, you know, it's a lot of the same thread and themes, but it's not exactly the same. And you two have definitely evolved and I don't want to say grown, but like, it's not like you're getting more and more, you're just finding more and more what works for you. And that's changed over time. And that's really fun to watch. And we appreciate it. You bet. It's our relationship is deepened. And so of our experiences and it's really, really fun. And you get what you get. It can end on any given day. You just never know what's going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Good perspective too. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us again and we will talk soon. Hopefully maybe in another three years, we'll, we'll get (laughs) Steve and CC part three, part three. (laughs) Have a good rest of your night. Good. You too. Thank you. And we're back. You were almost going to do it with me. I was, but then I let you go on your own this time. (laughs) Thank you, Steve and Cece, for coming on and sharing your story and for doing it again. This is part part two. And so we love the update. A lot's happened since 2019, just in the world in general. So we love the update. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll echo Emma's gratitude for your support of our work and for coming on and sharing your story. So thank you. And just a couple of quick announcements. Our next virtual meet and greet is going to be October 18th. That's a Tuesday. You can sign up on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. A quick reminder, these are open to anyone. You just must be open-minded and respectful. And the last thing we wanted to say here in the outro is just, if you want a shirt, you can get them on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There's photos there of actually some of our amazing community members rocking the shirts. Yes. So you can go check them out. They say give love. They do. And you'll see that right there on the homepage. (laughs) It's all right there. It's all right there. Next week. We got another part two. We got, oh man, it's part two month. I know. So next week we are talking to Gabrielle. She was originally on episode 151. So you can go back and listen to that if you want to, but you don't have to. You can come back next week and listen either way. Yes. These episodes stand alone, but hey, it's always good to have a little background. Yep. So it's a fantastic conversation and we're super excited to get that one out there as well. As you'll probably notice, some of these, uh, we talk about things like the summer heat wave. Right. Well, it is now late October. October. <laughs> Mid-October. Spoiler alert. We banked a couple of episodes to help us get through our move to San Francisco. Yes. And so these episodes were recorded earlier in the summer back during that heat wave. Yep. And we just thought we'd share that. I don't know why. <laughs> Important clarification, just, I guess. You, know, we, you're, you hung out this long. You get you're some behind the You're still here talking. Scenes. You're That's still right. here talking. Yeah. All right. So next week, we'll see you uh, with Gabrielle. And until then, have an amazing weekend. And we'll see you in a week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.